to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. It took me a little bit. I can't even stand here and lie to you guys. I didn't want to come tonight. I didn't want to teach, which was probably the first time in my life I didn't want to come. But I have to be obedient to God and to his word and what he's called me to do, even when it doesn't feel good, even when we don't want to. And I also didn't really want to, a couple weeks ago, the Lord had put on my heart about, you know, repentance and, you know, when we make mistakes and when things happen, you know, it's okay. You know, we mess up and it's okay to, to deal with that, especially if you're ever on a platform and you share things and then, you know, so he was dealing with that. I said, well, we're not going to go there. We're just not going to do it. We'll deal with it when the teaching comes up. And then the teaching came up and I thought, man, I just like don't want to do this, you know, but praise God because there's something being burnt out of me right now and I felt things breaking off even just during that song that worship. So thank you guys. You know, he knows what we need. I don't, I don't know. He knows. Praise God. So, you know, the last time I got up here and I was teaching, it was like, I don't know, maybe five months ago, six, I don't really remember, but the Lord put on my heart to share with you guys like a little, little catch up, you know, because he's called us, you know, we each have a purpose. He has a plan for our life. Right. And when you find your place in the Holy ghost, which we're going to talk about tonight, it's very important that like, for me, I'm going to speak for myself. If I, you know, if I fall short, we all fall short of the glory of God. Or if, you know, I step out of alignment, I don't like not having the peace. I love walking in peace every day. And when I don't have it, it doesn't look good. People don't even like to be around me. They're like, what's wrong with you? You know, you're always so happy. You're like miserable. It's because I'm not walking in peace. And I got to, you know, I repent and I want to get right back into alignment. So one of the things he was sharing with me was, you know, as a mentor for women and, you know, being in these groups that, you know, we run, you know, the Lord was dealing with me about honesty and transparency and like what that looks like. And that's when we, you know, we talked a lot about that last time I was up here. So it's really, really awesome because the, you know, thank God for his word. I thank him for his word because one of the beautiful things is when you don't step out of alignment, when you just follow his spiritual laws and rules, even if you do mess up, it's okay. You know, because this is our guide, you know, the Holy Spirit is our guide, but the word is is, is him living, right? It's the living word of God. So when I got up here last, you know, I was talking to you guys about deliverance and, you know, walking in the power and not judging people and getting married and all these wonderful things, right? Well, that's not happening, right? <laughs> I know, it's wonderful. Listen, thank God we have come to this point because this was back in September that we came to this, you know, revelation of, okay, something's not right. When something's not producing, when things aren't being produced, you got to check it. You have to look at it. So we didn't have peace and things weren't producing godly. So we had to take a step back, but thank God for his word. Thank God that we didn't do anything stupid and we had people praying, right? And we're still friends to this day. There was nothing out of alignment. Thank God. I don't know how many people I can say that actually still have friendships with people, right? When they're planning a wedding. So that's okay. You know, James likes to tell me, and I hear his voice sometimes because it's 
sometimes it's there. It's really hard. That if you're embarrassed, there's the spirit of pride. So like in the beginning when this happened, I felt there was some stuff that had to come out of me, off of me, be burned off of me. And that was the spirit of pride and also failure. Like feeling that I failed, like I thought I heard from you. And I just went into a, it was like a two week place of, of um, some of it was self-pity and other stuff was, can I trust you, God? Like, are you believable? But it wasn't him. It was me. Like I didn't leave God, right? Or I didn't, he didn't leave me. I left in those two weeks because I was battling. I felt like I was being wishy-washy tossed to and fro, like the waves of the sea. And in that time, there was turmoil. And I was like, well, can he be trusted? Because he, uh, I heard from him. And it, there was a lot of chaos in my mind. And I had to make my mind up because not only did I f- have fit, like fear of failure, like I felt like I failed, I had the enemy telling me, you can never teach again. You cannot help women. Like I had so many lies coming at me at one time and I just felt defeated. And I spent a lot of time on the phone with James and I was like, what are people going to think of me? And he's like, who cares? I'm like me, apparently. And like, clearly we're still, you know, like we're battling here. So, um, yeah. So honest with people and really share where I was at, because this is something that in the past has taken me out. You know, thank God I'm a sober woman today living for the Lord and I can hear the Holy Spirit and I'm not putting substances in my body, right, that that hinder my walk with, with the Lord and, the whole, you know, I'm not grieving the Holy Spirit. So I had to make a decision. Am I going to believe God or am I going to believe the lies of the enemy? And for me, you know, you'd think it was easy. But in those two weeks, it wasn't easy for me. And I felt defeated. I felt Like, oh, did I hear from him? Did I not hear from him? But I thought I heard, and I went back and forth. And then one day I had to make up my mind. I don't care if I heard from him or I didn't hear from him. I'm hearing from him today and I'm going to go with God today. And I'm going to continue teaching and I'm going to continue having relationships with people and friendship, godly, you know, friendships and just being able to minister to people who cares about the other stuff. And of course it turns out that what we went through has blessed more people than I ever thought was possible because they're like, wow, you guys didn't do anything together, planned a wedding, and now you broke up and you're still friends and you go to the same church and the same Bible study and you can be in the same room. And I'm like, hallelujah, glory to God. If that's what it took, praise God. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful that we can be honest and transparent, but don't think that it didn't hurt in the beginning because I was my, the spirit of pride. It, it really felt like a burning, like a gutting. I kind of felt like I was being gutted today too because I just, listen, I was struggling today, you know? And I was like, I don't really feel like getting transparent in front of my church today. I didn't really feel like coming and talking and sharing where I'm at. I didn't really feel 100% like I had anything to give you guys. That's just the honest truth that I just was like, you know, I'm going to show up. I'm going to let God use me however he wants to use me. And I'm just going to trust because it's all about trust, right? Because when I made my mind up to trust him, it was like the peace came. And before that, there was no peace for two weeks. You know, I was battling so many lies. And I, you know, I realized, so either his word is or it isn't. Either he is or he isn't. And for me, I had to get to the place where it didn't matter what any of my friends said. It didn't matter. It was, Kelly, what are you going to choose? Are you going to choose death or are you going to choose life? Because you're out there teaching women 
about the Lord and now, you know, the wave has come and how are you going to, how are you going to walk through this with him? What are, what is it going to look like for you? And I had to choose him. And I'm so grateful because I don't know if I would have gave up, like who knows if I'd be standing here today, you know, because if, if we listen to the lies of the enemy, we will be taken out every single time. And it did, James said, let this be a reminder, have, have more compassion on people when they're struggling. And I was like, oh, this is good. Cause sometimes I forget, you know, sometimes I forget how deep we can go in the pit and it's gotta be kept green for me. I have to remember, especially as God sending these people that they're really battling. And so it did, it refreshed. I'm not that I wanted that to refresh me. I didn't, but I, but God used it, right? Cause all things work together for good to those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. And so I realized too, one of the biggest things was about the peace. When we don't have peace, like that's our indicator. Like stop what you're doing for me. I'll teach, talk to myself. I won't tell you guys what to do. But me, I have to stop what I'm doing. And I have to talk to the umpire in here, the Holy Ghost. He's the most powerful person on the face of this earth and say, what's going on? You know, what is it that I'm not, maybe that I'm missing or that I'm believing wrong or, or did I have to go back and do something? You know, just show me because when I don't have peace, it's not a good place. He's, he's constantly talking to us if we're listening, guiding us, leading us into all truth. And if I'm not paying attention to his voice, he may tell me, you know, I told you to go right, but you went left, but I was too busy with the distractions and the squirrels of this world that I went right. You know, I'm just grateful today because I didn't want to come up here. I didn't even want to teach this morning. I got on our meeting and I was like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to teach. I don't even want to go to work, but that's okay. I went to work because today as I was sitting on my bed and I thought about in, in, in the day, back in the day, you know, if there was ever a death or a tragedy, you know, it would take me out. Like I would sulk. I would for days, weeks, months, like I would not do life. When life got hard, I would stop living. Okay. It controlled me. Now, thank God today it doesn't, you know, and I don't know that, you know, I, I don't know who knows or doesn't know, but you know, Joey passed away from our church, Joey, tall Joey with the motorcycle. And it really bothered me yesterday. I mean, I'm, I'm talking like, I didn't ask God why, because I stopped doing that a long time ago, because it's not like he answers that question, but it was like I was so deeply grieved in my spirit, even though he's in heaven right now. He's more alive today than he was yesterday, okay? Which I have to remember that. He is literally, even James said, he is, he knows things that we have no clue about right now, you know, but I had to like really, you know, check myself and, and, and talk to the Lord and process this with the Lord because there was a part of me today that was like, well, I could totally check out right now because I was really close to Joey and I love Joey and I, and it really bothered me today. And I'm like, I have to go to work and I have to put a smile on my face and I'm going to be a blessing. And I shared on our meeting this morning, you know, let's all go do something for somebody today. Let's get out of ourselves. Let's stop being so self-centered and self-consumed and go be a blessing to somebody somewhere. And please report back to me tomorrow because I want to hear what you did today. You know, and then I'm like, I guess I have to take my own advice, right? This is great. This is wonderful. And then we were on the meeting and I was like, well, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to, we're going to go bless some people, you know, and praise God. Thank God that we can get out of ourselves. Thank God that it's not all about us. It's about other people. And I think about that. And one of the coolest things too that, and I got to, pray and, and ask God, you know, just talk to me about this whole, this whole thing. And for me, you know, my purpose, I tell you guys is people in prayer, you know, it's where he's been using me the most. And when we find our place in the Holy ghost and we just let him rule and reign, like the heavens open up. 
Okay, so if all I have to do is love people and pray on them, apparently I'm in my purpose and in his fullness. And he gets to use me however he sees fit. And so as I was thinking and praying today, the Lord took me back to the first time I ever spoke to Joey on the phone. And he needed prayer. And Stephen gave me the phone like a year and a half ago. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, what do you, what's up? What are you struggling with? You know, and we prayed. And I mean, I didn't know what that did for somebody until later. And he didn't tell me till later in life that that prayer radically changed his life, that he started coming to church, that he started coming to groups, that he set, he got set on fire for God. He got filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, the coolest thing ever. And I'm thinking, all I did was pray on the phone, you know, but it was my purpose in that time. That was for that day. And I'm so grateful that I didn't walk in fear, that I didn't say, oh, what are people going to think of me? Because I still do that, you know, and I don't want to live there. But the more I step out, the more I trust him and know that he's operating in and through me, like you say, the donkey, just bringing, we're just bringing Jesus to people, right? But we're being obedient. He's going to do the rest. And I see that today where I'm like, wow, look at just that one person's life that I was obedient. I prayed for. I loved them unconditionally, never wanted anything from him, just wanted him to get set free, right? And, and I'm so grateful that I took the time to love and get to know him. And I'm so grateful that he is in heaven right now and that we are going to see him again. And it makes me want to be even more on fire and go out there and start telling even more people because this is not our home. And people don't know where they're going and they don't have any hope. And if I'm the only person in their life, because it's our kingdom and domain that's going to go and bring the hope and bring the message that I'm going to do it. You know, no matter what the cost, no matter what the sacrifices, you know, love costs something. It costs money. It costs time. It's obedience to him. You know, sometimes it costs things that I don't necessarily want to give. I was cooking the other day. I don't cook. I don't cook. Okay. Yeah. See, she knows. And I felt like a burning. I was like, I don't even want to do this, you know, because I was blessing somebody. But the beautiful thing is, is that I was just being obedient and I was listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And it's in those little things like cooking and praying for people, whatever maybe you don't like to do, that I feel he's using me the most, you know, because it's the obedience. And I do believe that obedience is the highest form of worship. And he shows like he's been showing me and I do. I mean, I might read the notes. I don't know. I can't really tell you because somewhere in here I did write down that the Holy Ghost is looking for those who obey him. And I, and I believe that he's looking for willing vessels that he can talk to, that he can commune with, that he can trust that you're going to obey him, that I'm going to obey him. So, and peace, you know, when, when we're talking about peace, I'm really, really grateful that he is our indicator, that he is talking to us, you know, like even, even, um, recently, and I have to, you know, I'm going to have to share this. This is great. Praise God. Okay, good. Well, I'm really glad I'm here now. I'm, I'm grateful. Sorry. It just took me a minute. So, um, now we'll keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee? Isaiah 26, three, right? So I had these big plans for new year's Eve, really big plans. Me and the Lord. I've been like really excited. I couldn't go out to LA last year for let us worship for Sean Voigt's let us worship. Well, this year they were in Miami. So like when I found that out, I, it was a set done and over. I was going. I mean, I made some comments to some friends. Like, there's no devil on in hell or human on earth that's ever going to keep me from this event. Like, I'm going there. And a few people were going to go. 
and started making plans and I didn't want to be on the road for New Year's Eve so I booked an Airbnb in Miami like I don't care doing things alone I like when you like who you are you don't you're not lonely you know you can't be lonely if you like who who you're alone with so when you're at peace with yourself it's a beautiful thing it took a very long time but I love to do these kind of things so I booked the Airbnb and my girlfriend in the keys said why don't you come here for the weekend you know we can have New Year's Eve together I'm like yeah I can come but I'm leaving for the event and I made it very clear that I'm leaving your house to go to the event and she was like okay and then we could all go together maybe you know and so I didn't know details yet all I knew was that maybe it was an hour away from Miami where she lived and so I canceled the Airbnb and long story short the thing started not working out. People weren't able to go. You know, she was pregnant. So she's like, I don't think I'm going to be want to be up till two in the morning. And I'm like, well, I'm going. You know, my mind was made up. Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes that's a bad thing. Because on this thing, it was, there was no wavering, you know. And so I was just really excited. But something didn't feel right. Like, I, I didn't know. I didn't know at the time what it was because I really believed that I was supposed to be there. So I we got a little closer and, you know, I was really feeling off, like turmoil off. And like, I'm like, I haven't felt like this. Like, it's been a really long time since I felt this off. And I had some people saying, well, you shouldn't be driving on New Year's, you know. It, you should probably, you know, pick. And I'm like, I'm going, you know. So I couldn't figure out what was going on with me. And I had this really just very, very strange feeling when I went to dinner the night before I left with Kelsey. I hugged her goodbye and I had this very strange feeling like that was going to be the last time I saw her. And I couldn't even, I didn't tell anybody. I just felt it was an eerie feeling. Like it was, like the Holy Spirit was talking to me. Was I listening? Because I just dismissed it for a minute. Got in the car, called Linda, and she's like, are you driving on New Year's Eve? Are you really going to be on the road alone? And I was like, yeah, and nobody's going to talk me out of it. And so it was just, she's like, well, I'm not trying to mother you, but, and I'm like, well, I'm going. Then I get home and my mother is like screaming at me because I'm going to be on the road for New Year's Eve. And I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, I'm going. And I stomp up the stairs like a 12-year-old and go to my room. And I'm like, I don't even know. I'm like, God, I am going to let us worship. Like we've had these plans, you know. And I go to the bathroom, wash my face. And I just said, you know, do you not want me going to let us worship? Like, is that what this whole thing is about? And I instantly got peace. And I said, no, it can't be. It can't be that you don't want me to go. You don't want me to go to the keys. That's it. We're going to go to let us worship, but it's not the keys. We're not, you know, we're not going to go to the keys. And there was no peace in that. And so I remembered a story of somebody saying that they didn't listen to the Holy Spirit. And it, you know, it, it was devastating. And I heard the, the story replay in my mind and I thought about them and I was like, okay, they didn't listen, but they knew it was the Holy Spirit. You know, it's the Holy Spirit talking to you right now. Are you willing to not listen? What if God's sparing your life right now, Kelly? And I had to make a decision. I was like, well, I guess I'll text Kelsey and I'll tell her. I don't think I'm supposed to go to let us worship. So I got honest. I said, I don't really want to tell you the truth right now, but I don't feel in my spirit like I'm supposed to go. I don't have peace. I haven't wanted to talk about it. And I just, you know, she's like, mm, girl, you better obey the Holy Ghost. She's like, I don't know what you're thinking, but absolutely not. If he's telling you, no, you don't go. And she's like, and remember, you know, there's a reason he's protecting you. And I was like, okay. So I went to bed that night thinking I'm not going. Woke up the next morning, asked my mom, would you feel better if I didn't go? She's like, absolutely. I'm like, good, I'm not going. She was thrilled. So we go to coffee before I leave for my trip. And one of the girls that was meeting me in the Keys was 
praying fervently, she told me, that I would not be getting on the road to go to Let Us Worship. Her and the girl on the keys were praying. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah, it's the most dangerous road in the state of Florida. You cannot drive that road at 2 o'clock in the morning on New Year's Eve. And I was like, and I just, all the pieces started to come together. And I'm like... I almost missed out, right, on something, or who knows, I don't, I don't really know, but he was protecting me, and I was being stubborn and saying, well, I think I know better because I know the plans. No, I don't know the plans. He knows the plans he has for me, not me, and they're plans for good, not for evil, plans not to hurt me, right, to give me a hope and a future. So when I got, when I did get down to the Keys, the mother told me that she just lost a friend on that road in the middle of the day and that they had been praying for uh, over two weeks that I was not going to go to this event. And now, not only did I wind up having one of the best New Year's of my life, right? We, it was incredible. I would have missed out on some incredible worship and fellowship because that's where God called me to be. But if I was going to be so stuck in myself and what Kelly wanted and how it was supposed to be because Kelly didn't get to go to LA last year, I mean, seriously self-centered, but sometimes I don't look at it like that because I'm like, well, I'm serving the Lord, you know, but I was serving the Lord right there in Ocean Reef on New Year's Eve. And I'm so grateful for that. And I don't know what he saved me from, but when I drove to the Keys and it was not dark yet, I said, I'm really grateful, God, that you spoke to me beforehand because had I not known this road, I mean, it was treacherous. It was not something that I would ever want to drive on at 2 o'clock in the morning on New Year's Eve with no lights. So praise God. And perfect love cast out fear. So guess who was no longer in fear after that decision was made? Me. Praise God, right? And that's our ending. I'm so grateful that he talked to us, that he shows us his will, plans, right? Because... If we're not paying attention, like we might miss something that he has for us, you know? Um, you know, God said to Abraham, go, and he went, right? And I'm so grateful. I was thinking about it when I was writing. I was like, God has called you to teach a TCVC tonight, and you're going. You know, because I, I was battling as I was writing. I was battling some. He was a stranger in the land, but God brought him into possession because he believed. And so that, for me, I had to get to a place where it didn't matter back in September what I thought or didn't think or what people thought, you know, I had to believe God above all else. And only I could make that decision. And only you guys can make that decision, no matter what the area is in finances, healing, relationships, whatever it is, only you can make that decision. And I know that for me, and Luann has taught me this, that when we're in turmoil, it's because we haven't made the choice. Just pick, just pick. Yeah. Go this way, go that way. Even if it's the wrong thing, you're going to know. And you're not, you're going to probably pick the other thing, but just make the decision because it's in not making a decision that you don't have peace. And that stands true. I've been, you know, taking that piece of advice for three and a half years and it's been working. So praise God for that. So the Holy Ghost has come with one definite purpose to reveal unto us the Father and the Son in all their different branches of helpfulness to humanity, displaying almighty power that the weak may be made strong, bringing sickness into such a display of the revelation of the blood of Christ, of the atonement on Calvary, that the evil power of disease is conquered and cleared out. And, you know, I wanted to share with you guys about finding our place in the Holy Ghost. You know, what does that look like? What... What does it look like when we stop comparing ourselves to people and thinking like there was a time in my life where I used to say, well, I don't teach like Luann. I can't ever teach because I don't teach like her. Well, I'm not a teacher like that. I talk. God told me to talk. I tell stories. I tell testimonies. I talk. I don't teach, right? So, so I don't call myself that. However, 
if I would have stayed comparing myself, I would never be able to get up here and talk to you guys because I'd be saying, well, I don't do that and I don't do this and I don't pray like Pastor Tom. And no, we're all individually, uniquely made by him perfectly, wonderfully, right? So what is our place in the Holy Ghost? Well, we'll talk about that in a little bit. So this is my new plan, right? Christ performing and me ceasing and the work accomplished. So when I clean homes, and I know some of you guys know this, but I got to share it with you guys since we're talking about the Holy Ghost, our place in the Holy Ghost. When I clean homes, I no longer go into a home because I'm cleaning it because I need the money. It's because God has entrusted me in this person's home because they need prayer. And so when I'm in their bedrooms, because it's very intimate, when you're cleaning people's homes, like they're letting you into their intimate space. They trust you, right, in their bathrooms, in their bedrooms. I mean, they don't, people don't just let anybody in their homes. And so when I'm cleaning, I go and I pray over their pillows and I just, you know, I'm praying worship music, right? Praying in the spirit. I don't really care who cares. I just know that's my purpose for that day, for that time. I'm called to pray in this home. And I feel like now lately, especially because I'm seeing the fruit of it more, you know, my purpose in this place is people in prayer, right? So I'm in a home, I'm praying. We have the worship music. People are like, I came home to my house. I've never had my house so cleaned. I don't do anything special. I clean your house, but I pray. So it's spiritually being cleansed too. That's what they feel. That's what they sense. That's what they smell. Things are leaving, you know? And so when, when he's entrusting me with these homes, I'm so grateful today to know this family needs prayer, whether they have children, whether they don't, whether they have an elderly parent living with them, pray over all the pillows. You know, Karen works for me now and she sees me praying over pillows and she's like, can you please go back to work? I'm like, I'm working right now. You know, like she's like, okay. And she doesn't, oh, it's okay. So praise God that he puts us in these places. Even when I'm doing hair, I'm praying over their heads. Like I found my place in the Holy Ghost. So if the only things I ever do as far as making money goes, even though it doesn't feel like it because I love what I do, is cleaning and doing hair, my purpose is I'm fulfilling my purpose. I'm praying over these people's homes. He's entrusted me. Sometimes I'll be in their homes and I have, you know, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit will talk to me. Discernment will come over me. And I'll know like, I'll feel the spirit of anger or strife. And I'm like, we repent right now. You know, we just send the glory of God to them to turn them wherever they are. We send ministering angels to minister to their hearts. And I just, I believe God. He said we could pray for anything in his will, right? He doesn't want anybody to perish. So if he's putting me in these homes, obviously he doesn't want them to perish because my job is to pray. Now, years ago, I just needed the money. I didn't care. I mean, I used to pray when I was cleaning toilets, I had a really hard time. Like I didn't like it. It was, I struggled, but I prayed the whole way through. Holy Spirit helped me. Like I would feel like maybe I was going to get sick. I'm like, I can't God, please God, God, you know, I'd be like, and then I would get through it and I like wash my hands and be like, I can't do this. Oh my gosh. And now today I clean the toilet. No problem. I pray over that toilet, you know, because you know, revelation comes all the time, right? So we just pray. And it's like, I thought about it the other day, all those years of prayer, asking the Holy Spirit to help me. And he did. Now I have a breakthrough and no issues cleaning toilets, right? Thank God. For me, he showed me, wow, keep praying. Just keep pressing in, keep praying, right? So praise God. And even when, you know, I'm doing hair, I'm laying hands. We get to touch, you know, we touch people. And I do believe when he says he's called us and he's anointed us, I believe my hands are anointed, you know, and he sends them. I don't go advertising. I don't go looking for clients. They just come. Like Teddy prophesied one time, they're going to knock on your door. They just come and knock on the door. That's what they do. And I'm so grateful because I don't leave my post. 
I stand at my post, and that way they know where to come. And if I'm chasing around the world, everybody, trying to help everybody, I'm not going to be at my post when they come. So I just stand, and I just stay, and I just trust God that he's going to bring whoever he needs to bring. Because he knows their cries. I don't. I just want to be obedient to him. Laying hands, being there for people, and I'm so grateful. You know, so, okay, I'm going to keep reading. I cannot have a holy boldness without knowing God, and do not attempt to exercise it without knowing him. If I don't know who is in me, who he is, the Holy Spirit, the person of him, his power, I'm not going to be able to walk in this holy boldness, you know, and it really is the renewing of the mind and coming here and being around like-minded believers, right? I'm not talking about the people that I used to go to church with, you know, back in the day and they're all lovely people, but it was, I'm a sinner. I'm going to beg God. I hope you do it for me. You know, he's just... Obviously, he wants me living like this because he hasn't done anything about it. Now, I still have a hard time when I hear that today because I'm like, no, you have the power and authority. The Holy Ghost lives in you. He's not, God's not coming back down here to do it for you. Make your decision, choose him, and walk in the power and the authority that he's already given you. People aren't taught this. They're really, really not taught this. So when you come to a place like this and you start learning the word of God, the true gospel of Jesus Christ and who he is in us and the power that's inside of us, you can walk in a holy boldness without having any fear, without having any doubts, without having any qualms with people. I don't look at people when they act like crazy. They're spirits. So I got to look past the person and look at the spirits manifesting. You know what the most beautiful thing is? I can love that person today because I know it's not them. But if I don't know the truth, if, I don't, if I'm not being taught this, then... They hurt me. They said this. They did that. And it's a battle. And there's strife and division. We're not supposed to be walking in strife and division everywhere we go. And when I'm in any kind of division or there's um, maybe ought, you know, it, it feels really ugly. It feels evil. I don't like it. I feel separation. And I got to just, whatever it is, if I have to go make amends, if I have to tell God I'm sorry, whatever it is, I want to do the, the right thing because I want to be in right standing with God. I want, I don't like that feeling of, you know, feeling out of alignment, really. Because once you're walking in the kingdom, you know when you're not walking in the kingdom. You know when you've done something. Like Pastor Tom was just talking about it on Sunday. We know when we've done something we shouldn't have done. You look in the rearview mirror after you run a red light, and I've done that after he's taught that, and I'm like, he's right, because the first thing was I looked right in the rear view. Instinct, just look, you know? And I'm, I'm like thinking to myself, okay, so... We know the truth here. We, we do. We know the truth. We have no excuses here. We're being taught. So what does it look like in our life? Do we look like we know God in our life out there, in our homes, in our workplaces, in the grocery store? Does it look like we have this intimate personal relationship with Jesus Christ, with the power of the Holy Spirit flowing in and through us? Are we laying hands on people? Do we believe that we can cast out demons? Do we believe we can raise the dead? Because I did go there yesterday. It took me 20 minutes when I got to Luann's. And I was like, why are we not praying for Joey to come back from the dead? Because God can do that. He can absolutely raise him. I texted Carla and Fielding and then James. And we all prayed because we don't have to be there. You know, we don't have to be at the body. But we prayed. We stood in agreement. Because that's what we're called to do. We're called to believe God. And he said it. You know, and I'm just grateful that we have the faith today. You know, and that we don't have to get mad at God. We don't ever have to be mad at God. That's one thing I was thinking about. You know, people get mad at him. I, I did get mad at him when, when Lenny died. You know, I really felt like, how could God do this? God didn't do it, right? God's not the author of death. 
he doesn't kill people. Okay, well, if you're taught wrong, you believe God kills people. You know, and I was taught wrong. But thank God for the renewal of our mind because when we're really walking in the truth, everything changes. Everything. Your whole life will change. Not everybody in your life. You will change and your whole entire life will change. People that I couldn't be around I could be around no problem today. It doesn't matter, you know, because my my thinking changed. He renewed my mind. So there is a divine position where the human may dwell. And I love this. This is like, I want to be in this place. And this is what we learn here. This is what I want to operate in, not just on Sundays, every day. It's a lifestyle. It's a decision to make every day with him. So where we dwell and where he has such a knowledge of God that he knows God will not fail him. So we come to a place where when we lay hands, like I thought about it the other day, I don't care if I lay hands on 65 people in one day and four of them feel the power of God. Praise God, four of them felt the power of God. The other, nope, don't, doesn't matter. They got touched somehow. I was obedient, you know, but somebody's gonna get touched with the spirit of God. Somebody, I truly believe that. So I'm just gonna keep laying hands. Keep laying, keep, keep going, you know, keep preaching. You know, when I go to these meetings that are the sober living places, they're hungry. Some of them don't wanna hear about God, but I have to bring God. I have to bring the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't have to necessarily talk about Jesus, but I get to be Jesus. If I believe what the word says, then I get to be Jesus to these people. And it's so beautiful because they want to go, oh, your energy. Oh, your energy. It's the Holy Spirit. They don't know that. That's okay. I have learned to keep my mouth shut. I don't go around ripping veils. I'm not policing people anymore. I know it's a miracle. Aren't you guys so proud of me? You should be proud. It took a couple of years. But I would go around, you know, ripping veils and trying to tell people how to live their life. And praise God, I don't have to do that anymore. Because as you walk in the truth, right, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you, all of them. And they truly have been. So it didn't happen overnight, but I made a decision to serve God, to commit my life to him, to commit my body to him. Above all else, I consecrate all of me to him. And when I did that a few years ago, after you know coming here and realizing that the kingdom of God is within and that I've never heard that before, you know, being preached in, in this world. And I was a Christian for quite a while. It was, you know, a little like, how could they leave this part out? I was a little, but it felt like that was it. That was the last puzzle piece for me to be able to go flourish with the Lord. It was, that was it. That was what I was looking for. My power in him, his power, purpose, his plans being fulfilled in and through me, not begging him to do it when he's we're doing it. We're co-partners. We're co-laborers together, right? We get to do it with him. Cooperation, right? So when I make a mistake, I repent and I get back into alignment. And now it's not so scary to make mistakes because I'm like, well, it's going to happen. Apparently, you know, I, you know, used to suffer from perfectionism, which apparently happened twice in one week recently, just like last week. Okay. So like, it's not as bad as it used to be, but I made some mistakes managing money. And I mean, I, had the spirit of fear come over me. He has not given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us power, love, and of a sound mind. I had to make a decision. I felt like a failure. I was like, you failed. You should just give up. I mean, the things that we believe when it's happening, that now I look back, I'm like, that's embarrassing. Probably shouldn't tell people you went there. No, I went there. I went there. I was on the phone and I was like, it's over. And Kelsey's like, it's not over. I'm like, it's over. I mean, I, it was, I mean, I may have taken it a little bit to the extreme, but it it felt like failure to me, you know, mismanaged. I haven't mismanaged money like that in like three and a half years. So it was a, you know, it was a big deal. 
And then when I called Luann, I said, it's just, ah, it's failure. And she's like, no, this is success, really. Because look at it, the end of something and the beginning of something new. Now you know what not to do. And I was like, oh, well, I didn't go there. That's not where I went in my natural thinking. And I needed somebody to speak life into me and say, no, 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 this is great. Like, yeah, you made a mistake. Now it's going to be great. You're not going to do it again. Praise God. Then it happened again. I said something I shouldn't have said. And you know what? The fear came on me and I felt like I failed. Like I ruined my life. Fear, I mean, it's it was it felt paralyzing to me. And I realized, okay, I gotta call James. I was like yelling at James. I was this week. It happened. I mean, James didn't even do anything, but I was having whatever, I'm gonna call it a manifestation. I was manifesting and James was like, you know, that's pride. And I was like, Well, I don't want it. You know, because I was critical. I was like, How could I do this? I know better. And I mean, I went to a place of perfectionism that doesn't I don't wear that anymore so to have that jacket on me for an hour I mean even Kelsey's like you're miserable you should go you should just go because I don't like this the baby doesn't even like you right now I mean it was (laughs) it was true it was hard and I got in the car and I called James and he's like do you want to be done with this you know let's repent and I had somebody about to get in my car who you know I just I didn't want to be having this conversation with in front of and I had to quickly like I had to ask God to forgive me. And James said something like, you know, you have to repent right now for thinking that you know better than God and that what he did on the cross wasn't good enough for you. And I was like, ooh, that was like, man, let me check myself before I wreck myself. Because that could have taken me in a whole different direction. And it did come up two times in a week, which means that something's still there. That's awareness, the Holy Spirit awareness telling you this has to go. And am I going to listen to him or not? You know, because I'll tell you, I did not have peace when that thing came on me. And I felt like I failed and it was all self-critical. And then it was like, it was gone. After we prayed, I repented. It was gone. I'm not going to entertain it anymore. I made a mistake. Big deal. We're going to move on with our life. So we don't have to sit in it. See, the old me, I'd have to sit in it because I couldn't forgive myself. And that's where he was saying, we don't have to, we don't have to do that anymore. And thank God, because sometimes as I'm walking this out and I see these things, you know, try to take me out or come over me, I realize that I believed lies my entire life and I don't even have one ounce of time left in my life going forward to believe any more lies. That's it. I can't waste any time. You know, and maybe somebody's going to miss out on a blessing because I'm so busy over here sulking about fear because I mismanaged money. I mean, think about the, you know, insanity, but however the enemy wants to try to come in and I'm not going to give him a foothold, but only because I have the truth today. I didn't have the truth in the past. I thought I had the truth, but I did not know. And I did not have the Holy Spirit guiding me and leading me into all truth. So like, even if the rest of the world says you should go left, but the Holy Spirit is telling me to go right. I need to go right. Even if I'm alone. At the end of the day, I knew today, and I told Tara, I have to go there, and I have to be obedient to God. It doesn't matter about the church. It doesn't matter about anybody in it. What matters to me is that I answer to God. At the end of the day, that's all I care about. I serve him, and I want to make him happy. I want to please him. My heart is, I just love him so much, and I love what he's doing in and through me and in people's lives I get to see lives changed all the time when the when the truth hits them like it hit me and like I know that feeling and I'm so I'm so grateful so think how wonderful it is when the Holy Ghost comes and takes possession right and just utters through us such things as are needed and that's like when I think about even just coming up here I didn't have I had like three things and then I was like I'm not even gonna read I'm just gonna talk I don't want to read 
God, if I need to read, then I'll read. But the Holy Spirit, right, when we truly trust him, will speak. through. I don't know what you guys need. I didn't even know what I needed today. Okay, I thought maybe I'd just stay in bed and pull the covers over my head because I wasn't happy that we lost somebody and that I had to get in front of this church and get transparent because this spirit of pride. But thank God. Thank God, because I need, you know, to get, there's things that need to be burned out of me so that I can be used in his fullness. Whatever that looks like, less of me, more of him, right? And so however he needs to do that, I didn't like it today. Kelly was not full of joy. Kelly was not excited. And Kelly wasn't her chippery little self as usual. First thing I wrote in my journal this morning, God told us to count it all joy, even death. I'm like, I count it all joy. And it was hard for me. I'm like, I have to stand on your word today. I have to believe your word today that I have to count this joy. And then I said, well, let me just see what else you're going to do. I'm just going to totally surrender to you today because I'm not. I did. I said, I'm not in the mood. I don't want to. So I'm just going to trust you. I'm going to get out of the way and I'm just going to trust you to use me as you see fit today as your willing vessel to use as to be glorified. And I'm just going to trust you that you're going to do what only you can do. And thank God, thank God. Sometimes he's probably like, oh, thank God you got out of the way, Kelly. Thank God. It's about time. It's been waiting 34 years. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I realized this, right? Hallelujah. That if I will be still, God can work. If I will be sure that I, pre- that I pay the price, which would be still, being still listening, obeying him when he says, don't go to let us worship, you don't go to let us worship, and not come out of the divine order, God will surely work. And that's, I think my favorite thing about understanding being in the kingdom is the divine order. See, I used to live in chaos. My whole life was chaos. My whole life was chaos. My thinking was chaos. There is no chaos in the kingdom. And not only is there no chaos in the kingdom, God is not a God of chaos. So if he's not a God of chaos and I'm supposed to be in his image and likeness and perfection, then why does my life look like chaos? It should not look like chaos. So I come out of chaos. I come out of instability. I come out of a lot of selfishness. So today for me, I need to be believable. And that's another reason. And it was only maybe a couple months ago where I was laying in bed and I was like, why do I care that I told people I was getting married and then it didn't happen? Why do I care? And God said, because you want to be believable. I've called you to be believable. And I was like, now that makes sense to me. That's That was profound. And after that, never questioned it again. That was my answer. And I knew, thank God. So I have to be more careful. Like Pastor Tom talked about on Sunday, about opening my big mouth. Guess what I'm not going to be doing next time? Sharing things that I shouldn't be sharing. I'm just going to be keeping this zipped. Because honestly... When he said that the other day, I thought, man, he is quiet. He is quiet a lot. I watch him a lot. And even when we've gone out, that he's quiet. He asks questions, but he's quiet. He listens. And I thought, you know, praise God. I need to be more obedient to the Holy Spirit as far as keeping my mouth shut. Because I haven't been. He's been dealing with me for seven months about keeping my mouth shut. You know, I don't have to share everything. I get excited. I can't really help it, but I have to, obviously, because if I don't, then maybe I'm hurting people. Maybe I'm hurting things. Maybe I, maybe I don't understand, you know, what he's trying to tell me to do. And I'm so grateful that I could just say, you know what, Father, I'm so sorry. I want to do this with you. I'm going to trust you. When you tell me to zip it, I'm going to zip it. Okay. If there is ever anything to repent of, I get right down before God and I get it out. You cannot cover sins over, which I thought, well, do I have to share some things at church tonight? Can I just continue on? And the Lord said, not if you want to remain in me, you will be stuck. And I'm like, I don't want to be stuck. 
So I had a decision to make again, and I'm really glad that I made because there's peace. See, now I couldn't stand up here and not share the truth with you and walk in peace if he told me to share. Um, okay, or cover over faults. They must be gotten to the bottom of. You cannot have the unction and the Holy Ghost power and the life of Christ and the manifest glory and be trying to cover any sins or faults. And I know that for me in the past, I used to try to cover things. Like I justify, oh, well, you know, this is okay. We can steal like on days ending with why because I'm needy. No, it's not okay. You know, we're called to live a certain way. And I would justify why I was living in sin and then say I was a Christian and people don't want what I have when I'm living in sin. And I want to say I'm a Christian and I love the Lord and I'm living the, the life of the world. They don't want, they don't see the fruit of God because I'm not producing the fruit of God. So today I want the fruit of God being produced in my life so that people can say, wow, I really want what you have. I mean, the truth is people want what we have, but they don't want to do the work to get it. And that's okay. I have a lot of women right now. They want what I have. Do they want to do the work to get it? Maybe one out of five, right? And that's okay. I don't force them like I used to. I mean, I used to like get them in a chokehold. I'm like, you're going to do the work. And it doesn't work that way. But let them just come and let them see, oh, taste and see, right? Because once you get around peace, I mean, some people get scared. Some people get like, ah, this is too weird for me. This peace thing. They, I mean, I was one of them. I was, thought I was a zombie when I first received peace, true peace. I thought something was wrong with me. I thought I was broken because there was something so peaceful inside of me. I had never felt it before in my life. And it was the most beautiful thing, but I didn't like it because I've only been used to chaos for 32 years. So when the spirit of peace came, it was a whole other world I never knew that even existed. And I would call people and say, I should be angry. I should be retaliating. I should be acting out. Nothing's happening. I'm like calm, like a zombie. I said, I'm, I'm literally broken. And people were like, that's called peace. You have received peace. You're living in peace. And I mean, it was foreign to me because I really thought I knew what peace was, but I didn't until I had true peace. And there was everything else was just not, it didn't even matter. We didn't even skip a beat. The peace was there and never left. And when it did leave, it was because I was out of alignment with God or not being obedient or not listening to the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Ghost, right, is looking for those who obey. And I know I already shared that with you, but it's a big one, you know, because there was a time where the Holy Spirit would talk to me and I would not obey him. And I was grieving him. And I didn't understand that I couldn't just go out there and say that I live for Jesus but I'm under grace so I can go sin. That's not how it works. And I didn't really know because I didn't know the truth. So we need to find our place in the Holy Ghost. There is a great need in the body of Christ to truly find our place in the Holy Ghost. I want to teach people, like, what does that look like? What does it look like? Maybe you, like, I don't know, are an accountant and you pay bills for a business. Pray over each one of those bills over those invoices, whatever. I mean, whatever it might look like in your life, wherever God has placed you is your kingdom and your domain. Who knows? Maybe you're supposed to be praying for coworkers. Maybe you're supposed to just be blessing the office you work in. Maybe blessing the computer chairs. I don't know. Just figure it out. Ask him. He'll show you. I mean, once I found out that I was to pray over pillows and homes, I mean, I felt like I just hit another dimension of living. I mean, I get into homes and I get like so excited because I believe this family's going to get set free and we're praying for generations and generations. And it's like a whole other way of living for me because I used to go in there and say, oh, I have to clean another house. But no, I get to serve God. I get to serve him, bless these people and believe that God is going to do something in their life. And I'm going to hear the testimony. And I, and I do hear testimonies. I hear testimonies all the time. Somebody called recently. My husband randomly stopped 
smoking ever since you started cleaning our house. I'm like, hallelujah, praise God. And I'm like, yep, power of prayer. It's so awesome. So if we would get to know our place in the Holy Ghost, it would save us from struggles and burdens and it would relieve the entire situation, whatever we're in. So let's get to know our place in the Holy Ghost and God does bless us in that. There is, and I can guarantee it, if you do find your place in the Holy Ghost, you, you won't be the same. It will, it will change everything. So we have to get to know our position. And when I say, obviously, you know, you have to ask him. This is personal. It's a personal relationship. You and the Holy Spirit together. My purpose does not look like Tara's purpose. You know, she prays over food at work. You know, I'm praying over homes. There's it, it, whatever it is, whatever the area is in. And I just gave her an idea. She's like, mm, praise God. <laughs> Um, okay, so we need to know our position in the Holy Ghost. God can work it so beautifully and harmonize it so that there will not be a thing out of order. God will put you in the place you are to occupy if you will ask and trust him for it. And you will live in the Holy Ghost so that his glory shall always be upon you. If you miss it, say like David, Lord, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Psalm fifty-one, twelve. If you feel out of touch with God, get back to Calvary. Keep near the cross. Let the God of glory glorify himself in you. And that's what I'm trying to do. You know, I want to remember these things. I want to, as I walk out my life and my days, and especially lately, you know, with things that are going on, I really want to just trust above all else that it doesn't matter. None of the other stuff matters. He matters. Him being glorified in me is the only thing that matters. And I want more of him. I want more of that. I want more and more and more. And I want people, when they get around me, to feel his presence, his love. I want them to experience something that they've never experienced because we know the world's not offering it. Second Corinthians twelve nine, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I, I rather glory in my infirmities then that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And, you know, I was thinking today, I felt weak as I was writing this. And I felt like my spirit was at peace, but my flesh just wasn't thrilled. It just wasn't thrilled. I think my flesh wanted, I don't know what it wanted. I don't care what it wanted. I don't give it anything. I tell my body what to do. My body doesn't tell me what to do. And I learned that a long time ago and it has to obey you. It has, my body has to obey me. When I speak scripture to it, it has to obey the word of the Lord. It period. There's no, we're not debating here. So today I, even though I didn't feel like doing a lot of things, I still went and did. It was action, the action behind it. It's the word, the word being lived out, right? Because I believe him today. And no matter what is happening, he is always good. It doesn't matter what the situation is, right? He's not a God that he shall lie. He's always good. So living in the Holy Ghost, you are in a place in which God can manifest anything, absolutely anything in any needed moment. You may live in that glorious attitude and then it is heaven to live. It is heaven to eat. It is heaven to sleep. It is heaven all the time. Isn't that wonderful? We choose that. We choose if that's where we want to live. I choose. Say I. I choose if that's where I want to live. Amen. And you know what? When I don't choose it, I'm choosing death and I come out of death and I don't want to go back there. I don't ever want to go back to a spiritually dead place because it was hell on earth. And I don't ever want to be tormented like that ever again because I've tasted freedom. I've seen what the power of the Holy Ghost can do in somebody's life and how he can radically transform somebody into his image, glory, likeness, and use somebody who didn't live for him and totally surrendered to him 
setting people on free. We're set. We're called to set the captives free. We're called. The spirit of the Lord God is upon us. We're called to go out there and be the difference. We're called to be exactly who Jesus was. The ministry of Jesus Christ. That's our ministry. Right? So praise God. Um, heaven on earth. Okay, and when heaven comes, it will never be a breaking of the casket, but only more fullness for already the kingdom of heaven is within. My heart cry and prayer is for us to be so filled with the divine power of the Holy Ghost that we will go back to our homes, our families, our workplaces, our meetings, groups, stores, wherever he takes us in the order of God, not taking notice of your fullness, but having the fact remaining in you that you have power and letting the word of God so act upon the power that God will let it flow through you to others. And by what? What would that be? It would be his way, not Kellyanne Conway's way. Because I did feel today a little bit like, well, Kellyanne Conway says this, and the Holy Ghost saying this, who am I going to listen to today? Because it is an ongoing battle. But the more we condition ourselves to his voice and to obey, I surrender to him. And it's the most beautiful thing because I can trust him. See, I used to not feel like I could trust God. Like I felt like when people died or when bad things happened, it was God's fault. It's not God's fault. We're not blaming God. Okay, now that we know truth, we don't get to blame God for everything. Okay, he doesn't get to be blamed. He is good. He is good and he loves us and he has perfect plans for us. He is not here to harm us or to hurt us. So when I know that truth, I can walk in fullness, trusting that the Holy Spirit is never going to lie to me. He is never, ever going to forsake me. He is never, ever going to leave me. And I have security in him today. My security and hope is in him. No matter what it looks like, I get to choose him. I get to choose joy, even when I don't want to do it. I chose joy today. Here we are, right? Praise God. Praise God that we get to choose whatever we choose, and we're going to watch the fruit of it, the fruit thereof, right? It's going gonna, it's gonna to come. Whether we choose the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of God, there is going to be fruit that's produced. So today I choose his fruit. I want godly fruit. I want the fruit of the kingdom of God flourishing out of my garden so that other people can see, wow, it is possible. You know, what is it that you do? Because I'm a Christian. What do you do that I do differently? Then we get to lay hands and activate the power of the Holy Ghost because sometimes that's what's missing. And praise God that we get to do that. That's what we get to do. So if I know the truth, right, this was something that happened today. If I know the truth, then why would I ever feel the need to debate it? Like why, why do I feel, because there was something that happened at work, and I was thinking about it, and I said, you know, if this person tells people something that's not true, but I know the truth, why do I care? Why would that ever alter how I feel about her, how I look about her, how, or how I act towards her? And the Holy Spirit just started talking to me and saying, well, why don't you ask yourself that? Why? Why does it matter? If we know the truth, we don't need to be out there debating with people. We don't need to be proving. I don't need to be proving. Because I kind of thought like retaliation, like, oh, I should tell her that's not true. And we don't lie to people. And I can't control what she says to people. I mean, do I really think? I mean, that was a police moment where I was like, put the badge, no, throw the badge in the garbage. We're not going to do that. And I had to say, okay, so if I truly believe the truth, then why would I ever have to debate? So if I ever feel the need to prove it or explain it or show that it's the truth, then I really have to ask myself, what is my, what is my motive here? Because I did feel that today. And then, you know, trying to explain, even in myself, I said, well, the truth is the truth. So I don't have to prove it. It just is. 
and we get to just be truth, right? Because we're filled with the Holy Spirit, each one of us in here. We're filled with truth. We're filled with love. We're filled with joy. We're filled with peace and patience and hope, love, all of it. We're filled. We don't have to fight with people. We don't have to debate with people. We don't have to prove. I don't have to prove anything to anybody. I get to walk in truth. So my brethren, we count it all joy when we fall into various trials. And you guys know that's James 1, 2. And yesterday, you know, this came up on my, at my shop. It was January 18th. It says, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep, Romans 12, 15. And I thought, isn't that funny? I didn't read that it was a scripture. I looked at it and I said, I judged the scripture without knowing it was a scripture. I said, well, that's not very biblical. And then I read that it was Romans and I was like, wow, you should probably read, finish reading all the way through, right? And then, you know, today when I looked at that scripture, because I left it, you know, at, at my shop and then I had to flip it to the next day and I thought, wow, how beautiful is that? That right now, you know, we're going to rejoice with people who are rejoicing. We're going to weep with the people who are weeping and we're going to be the difference. We're going to be the light. We're salt and light, right? So we're going to go out there. And I encourage all of you guys, I, I really do, I encourage you guys to find your place in the Holy Ghost, whatever that looks like. Ask him, ask him to use you as he sees fit. Totally surrender, you know, give him all of you, your entire heart, body, mind, will, spirit, every, all of you as, as a living sacrifice, right? Holy, pleasing, acceptable as your reasonable service because that's what he's called us to do and I can guarantee it. I can guarantee you won't be disappointed. It is the most beautiful thing when each one of us in the body of Christ truly finds our place in the Holy Ghost and we'll just watch and see what this next year brings. And I love you guys and thank you for letting me share. the kingdom